Welcome back to this podcast that we like to call, and that's what you missed on Glee. I'm Dalton. I think this is where I'm supposed to say I'm Zach. Yes. <laughs> and Nailed we're, it. we are here to welcome you to our wonderful Kristen Chenoweth approved podcast. And I think I'm gonna keep calling it Kristen Chenoweth approved until we get a cease and desist. I think that's yes, that's how all podcasts become famous is by waiting for a cease and desist um, and slash or a copyright infringement for playing music week after week that we have zero rights to. Yeah. Picking up these headphones just feels uh, cheap and gross now. And now all I want are AirPods Max. Ew. I'll say it. I'm not scared. Why? I don't know. Just, uh, you know, have my one use case, which is podcasting, drafts or otherwise, listening to myself. But here's the thing is there's no cord for them. Yeah, you buy a cord. It has not been over 40 degrees in D.C. in days. <laughs> and I think I've told you this, but, you know, my house is old and we have window units. Right. Uh-huh. And everyone else in my house took their window unit out of their window when it got cold so they can close their window. I, on the other hand, did not. Yeah. So there's still technically like outside air coming into my room at all times. That's, yeah, essential. It needs to be cold at all times. Yeah. So I'm happy about it, except for when I wake up in the morning and my body is warm, but my face is cold and therefore I get COVID. I'm starting to think I have COVID right now. I've got some, uh, I'm a little achy. Grow up. Ugh. Not feeling good. You're probably achy from doing nothing all day, sitting on your ass. I don't think that's how achiness happens, but okay. It's a body in motion wants to stay in motion, oh but a body God. in rest wants to stay at rest. That means nothing. It's the law of physics. This is the first time that I have ever seen an Apple product, and I went, I will never, ever, ever want to buy that. Yeah, gotta have a use case for it. I mean, I do. Do you? I... I'm less mad at it now that I realize that you could do the lightning to headphone jack. Yeah. But still, no. <laughs> like, if they were $200 cheaper. And shit. Okay. No. Yes. Literally, Bose, which is like one of the best sound companies out there when it comes to making stereos, when it comes to making. Yeah, 20 years ago, maybe. Still to this day. No, they are not. Yeah. They don't even have a retail presence anymore. That company is like basically this close to extinction. They are not. Yes. The only the only possible speaker company right now that is even on the map is Sonos. Bose is out, baby. No, they have no, no integration. They have no ecosystem. They literally have one product and then they're inside cars. And that's the only reason because they make people play outrageous, absorbent prices for car stereos, which are terrible. I'm sorry that you're wrong, Um, but Bose still, to this day, I would say has the strongest hold on the consumer headphone market other than Apple. I would say it goes Apple with the grip that Apple has on society with AirPods. Yeah. And like, that's the number one. Yeah, by far. And then it's Bose. No. (laughs) Yes, those quiet comfort shits. Everyone loves them. They might love them, yes, because they made a name for noise canceling. But at that point, then you're also saying that Sony is in the same exact boat because they sell the exact same headphones. And people like those more than Bose Quiet Comforts now. You don't follow any tech YouTubers. Every single person in the world likes I the Sony's better. I follow two tech YouTubers. I follow iJustine. Who is going to rave and rant about AirPods Max any day now? I saw something about Marquez yesterday. Oh, he's going to be... Presenting an award at the streamies. That's what it is. And much like Bose, the streamies used to be a thing and now no one cares. 
They are hosted by the drag queen version of you and I. Oh, my God. Trixie Mattel and Katya. I don't know Russian. Uh, this just in. If you don't like AirPods Max, you're a poor. Yeah, but they they were announced not to be like the Christmas gift. That wasn't the point. And no, also, of course, it wasn't the point because they're $600. Right. And the AirPods Max are a very specific niche. It is. It is businessmen who fly first class, and they're like, I need these really good headphones so I can watch my West Wing for no, my flight. that's to- who buys a Bose Quiet Comfort. You're talking about a totally different subset no, of people right I now. No, I think it's the same market. No, it's not. Yeah. People who buy $600 headphones are people who like music. No, because- They're people ev- who buy Sennheisers, are- people who buy Dolby. I have a friend who is currently making their first album. I have a friend who makes podcasts. I have a friend who- um, blah, 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 blah. Who does voiceover work? And they all are like, this is the stupidest thing in the world because they can get a better headset. It's not for them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just said it's for people who with music. Who listen to music, like music. None of those people you just said are listening to music no aside from l- producing. No one who likes music is going to spend $600 on headphones. Again, 12 to 14 weeks, baby. Apple released one skew. They were like, here we go. There's a shipment. All stores can split it. I think it will be hilarious that they will sell. I don't think they'll be anywhere near anything that you're talking about. They're not in that price market. No one who buys a $300 headphone is going to buy a $600 headphone. That's just not how that works. But the person who wants to buy a $600 headphone buys it for status Buys it because they are integrated into Apple. Buys it because they like their whatever and therefore want something similar in terms of like a home theater system for their ears, blah, 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 blah. And then the personalization factor. I think it's stupid. (laughs) It's not for you. It's not for anyone who likes their money. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it's for people who have money. (laughs) Okay. I would like to see the consumer sales report. Again, is this the 90s? And will I use this to go to the Radio Shack to check the ads and hope they price match? My God. Yuck. My ears are hot, by the way. (laughs) Your ears are always hot. You think AirPods Max will make my ears hot? If they make my ears hot, I'm going to put them on for 15 minutes. If they make my ears hot, I will never buy them. But if they don't, I'm in. Sold. Maybe maybe that's what the dial is for, is you turn down the heat. (sighs) That would be cool. (laughs) Oh, it's kind of like a... There's air conditioning in my ears? You know those, uh, what are those things called? Air condition. Uh... Instapods, you know, you have to turn the dial so the steam can come out. <laughs> That's what the oh, yeah. dial on the air, the AirPods Max are. Do you have any pitch corrections this week? I never have pitch corrections. I don't think we did anything incorrect last time. Um, I haven't heard anything otherwise. I will say that um, last episode, you guys got to hear us argue a lot. So <laughs> uh-huh. yes. I wonder if we'll do that. Oh, I wonder if we'll argue that much again. Probably. I'm in a mood. I've had a lot of rage lately. Yeah, your therapist told me to check in on you. Yeah, it's uh, not good. It's not great. So uh, I, I decided to take some extra day off, days off to uh, <laughs> hopefully self-correct, course-correct the rage that I have and anger towards people that I all hate um, and hope that when I do decide to go back to work, I'll be less mad at everyone. But you know what? Hey, you. Uh, someone goes on TV, PSA. What's, what's the other word of PSA? Public service announcement? That's what a PSA is. Yeah, there's something else, though, that means that. Uh, who knows? Public service amount announcement. Uh, the world sucks, and it's okay to sometimes say the world sucks versus pretending that it doesn't. Cool? Cool. I think we can all agree on that. I don't oh, know sure. necessarily, though, if uh, 
not working will make you less rageful. I just At think, least I won't be surrounded by the optimistic fucks that I have to deal with every day. I just think you need dick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing on my list that I ever need or want. Major pass. You know I'm homophobic. You're majorly homophobic. Yes, for sure. Um, this episode, I didn't write a summary. God damn it. I suck. I'm you so are sorry. fired. <laughs> you literally only ever have. <laughs> Yo, you see what Oprah did today? Uh, no. So this kid tweeted, he said, please at Apple, can y'all run me a new MacBook? This MacBook is on its last leg. And he used the gif of Oprah crying from the Oprah show. Uh huh. And then she quote tweeted it and said, consider it done. New at Apple MacBook is on its way. My pleasure to help you dance into 2021. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you just hit on MacBooks now? Yeah. What the fuck? Somebody, somebody please send me AirPods Max because I have no reason otherwise to own them <laughs> other than I want them and want to just touch them and lick them and look at them and, you know. Well, let's get into the 17th episode of Glee titled Bad Reputation. And sadly, not the uh, Taylor Swift Bad Reputation album. Ew. On the 17th episode, Sue's personal music video leaks. The Glee kids have their reputations jeopardized. Emma comes out of her shell with an unlikely therapist. Plus, there's yet another guest star with Sandy from Greece. Wow. And that's what you missed on Glee. CBS cares. Um, yeah. So this episode. Yes. Is something. <laughs> uh, yes. I think it's it, it comes out right out the gate. With Sue making her own personal music video to the song Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Right. So she is dancing the night away. And at first I thought she was dancing to Madonna. So I was slightly confused for a minute because I couldn't really hear the music. I just heard like 80s, you know, vibes. But then I heard it and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Physical. The hit. The bop. Kurt found this video in her locked file cabinet while he was getting her hormone replacement injections. Do we think this is another disease? Do we think that this is like, I don't know. Because hormone replacement injections are like what people do when they're, you know, transitioning. Oh. So I'm like, huh? Who knows? Who knows? Um, And then Kurt is like, this is going to go viral by lunch because he wants to post it online. Finn is the one who posted it. Oh, did Finn? Yeah. You know I don't pay attention. And because they um, wanted to give yeah. Sue a piece of her, or taste of her own medicine. Yeah. And then pretty immediately, she's walking down the hall, and people are stopping her, letting her know. Yo, girl, we saw your, we saw your video. Let's get physical, Coach Sylvester. <laughs> right. Um, after which, they are in Figgin's office as usual, and uh, Sue is practically President Trump demanding a recount, you know? As soon as she finds out the difference between slander and libel, she will sue. And like, I assume she will continue to sue much as her name is defined until she gets her way. Also, what is the difference between slander and libel? Our friend who has, who went to law school for three days. (laughs) One semester. Um, The, I don't know, actually. Uh, (laughs) One of them is written down, I think. And one of them is said, is this true? Yes, but I don't know. I never know which is which. I know that that's a thing. (gasps) I want to say libel is from lips, meaning it is said, whereas slander, I think, might be written down. Backwards, libel is something that's written down, it's in print, it's whatever, it's a picture, whereas slander is intangible. Hearsay, spoken words. And the video 
that got posted by Finn has 170,000 comments already. And the best comment of all is the man in this video looks like the champion cheer coach, Sue Sylvester. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She was like, that one was especially hurtful. (laughs) Sue's other documentation as to why this club needs to be disbanded of, you know, uh, and calling them out is that there is this, uh, so-called glist, which is floating around. Um, and it is basically categorizing, you know, on a scale of one to 10 in a chart topping sort of way, who is the most sexually promiscuous glee kid of the bunch. And this almost immediately made me think that it was Sue who made the list. Like I was kind of confused. Right, and then she said she was mad that someone beat her to the punch. <laughs> yeah. She, um, but apparently she had made a previous list listing the school's 10 ugliest gingers. <laughs> and Figgins was like, I would have suspended that person, but they were on the faculty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this made me at, want to ask the question is, how many lists were you ever a part of or did you ever have? Did this not ring a bell? We did not do that at my school. That was never uh, a thing. We, Totally did that. We either had our top five list of people that we liked or people we were rating in terms of attractiveness. Oh, I mean, I think if like friend groups would do that, but it would never like circle the school like this one does. No, 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 no. This is definitely over, over dramatic. This is Glee. Uh, In case you were not, you know, aware, this is Ryan Murphy's version of high school. Is this not real life? No. Yeah. You should. Yeah. See your way back into reality. Um, whoop, there goes gravity off the record story for you. Oh dear. I can't say it on the record. Cause, um, there's still pending lawsuits. Um, <laughs> so I started a new show. Okay. Are you the one? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why you watch such trash, but okay. Have uh-huh. I told you the premise of this show though? Yes. Because I knew the premise because I said, you mean the MTV show? And then you never responded. And I was like, I guess that's what he means. But my yes. phone's been doing this thing recently where like, Oh my God, here comes the excuse. Uh-huh. It's open. And so it obviously reads the message, but I don't realize that I got a text message, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. It sounds like your phone is just possessed. It's doing what it's supposed to do. <laughs> when uh-huh, your phone is yeah. open, it's supposed that's to read the, the text message. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so are you the one? They just put the first two seasons on Netflix. I binged oh, okay. half of the first season last night. I will be honest. I did try to watch the show at some point um, because I was looking for a, I was, I wasn't, wasn't like shocked by this, but I was like, why is there not like a, basically a queer bachelor, you know, right. where it's like everybody, basically what I want is a bi bachelor, right? Like that to me would be way more interesting than what it is. And I was told that season eight, yes. um, I read that somewhere, right? Where I, so I tried to go watch it, but it was only on MTV. Yeah. So it's like you have to jump through a lot of hoops to watch it with that. So season eight is the first one that does that. They, the yeah. season one and two, which I'm watching is not like that. They're all straight. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, but Netflix also really stepping up their new game with reality TV. You see they got all the rights to, um, America's next top model. They, they had, I think two whole seasons of survivor. Yeah. They're like, I think they're just trying to get something, you know, It's the hits that keep on coming when it comes to reality TV. Well, they're just, I think they're also trying to justify their price increase. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm watching probably cheap commodities. Uh So there's 20 people. They all go into a house together and through like personality test, DNA test, whatever the hell they're doing, they find that there's one other person in this house that is their perfect match. Okay. And if all 
20 people can find their perfect match within the 10 week time span, they get a million dollars each or to split split. So they each get 50 K. Gotcha. So each couple gets a hundred thousand. It's a pretty high, high stakes game of uh, very, sorry, very low stakes game of like, how is that even possible for everyone to find their so-called perfect match? Well, so that's the thing is they get to they do challenges where they get to go on dates if you win a challenge and you get to take whoever you were doing the challenge with on a date. I guess this just puts a lot of stock into the whole idea of a so-called perfect match. Right. Based and, on tests and whatever. And then when they're when everyone like, let's say four couples go on a date together while those four couples are on dates, everyone in the house, the other, you know, 12 people who didn't go on dates, they then vote on who they want to go to the match room where people will go in and find out if that match is a perfect match. And then every night at the end of the week, they have like their tribal circle <laughs> and they're all sitting there and it switches off. The boys get to then choose their perfect match for the week and spotlights come up for each match that they've got correct. And if they get all 10, they win the million. So that's like the final casting is like that part. Sounds exhausting. It is so good. And the drama is insane. Like, it is probably the most drama-filled show I have ever seen. Because imagine, like, Big Brother plus Bachelor in Paradise. I guess. And then multiply the sex that they have by, like, 300. I just think it's it's got to be slightly rigged. Maybe. Or very rigged. I don't know. All I know is I only have one episode left, and I'm like, are they going to find their matches? <laughs> God. I've been watching quality content. Uh ABC's A Million Little Things and crying my eyes out every episode. So highly recommend. So Um, back to the show. Will is told by Figgins that if they don't find who posted the glist, the whole Glee Club will be expelled. Right. And he has linked it back. As you would. (laughs) Yes. He's linked it back somehow because on the bottom of the paper, it shows which computer printed it out. And it happens to be the kind of Glee Club password for the account that allows it to happen. Um, But yeah, you nailed it. Um, I literally wrote down the word stakes. I know you say it every episode, so I threw it in before you did. <laughs> yes, um, because for some reason, that's what matters more. The glist, not the person who leaked the Sue video. He doesn't care about that. He cares about the glist. Well, I don't think that he knows that someone leaked the Sue video. He has to know that. She's demanding that, saying that. She didn't leak her own video. Yeah, but they're not, they don't know that it was necessarily a Glee Club person. Well, sure. But you would just assume that at that point, they're like, oh, yeah. Everybody then points the finger at Puck. <laughs> Because of course they do. It's Puck. Right. Will's like, okay, everyone, like, don't blame Puck. And then he looks at Puck and goes, Puck, did you do it? <laughs> like, even Will's not buying it. And then we find out this week's lesson uh, is find a song with a bad reputation and, like, yeah. make it new again. Uh-huh. AKA make these hits, these one-hit wonders, great again. Like a very, very, very long shelf life. Yeah. Um, and are, you know, therefore considered not, not so hot. Terrific well. songs that have become whack. <laughs> yeah. As Mercedes says, um, which opens the door to the first slash worst performance of this episode. And as soon as it came on, I wanted to change the channel <laughs> because I just hate when Will is like, all right, listen up. It's like, shut up. I, I, we get it. A, no, we don't get it. You can sing. Don't, don't do this shit. But this like, isn't singing. He's dance. rapping. <laughs> exactly. Like we, we, you can do good things. We've have, seen it happen. Have you seen don't him rap before? Berate us with or is this, this the first time? Oh, we've definitely seen him rap before. Okay. I was, has Busta Move happened? Yes. I think it's like 
one of the first five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Will is known for being a terrible rapper. And eventually, like all the Gleeks know this, and eventually the show kind of recognizes it. As they should. And that would make it the show worthwhile. Yeah. And but we get have you said the song yet? Uh Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> uh yeah. I always I just wrote down that Britney can really fucking dance. Every time they go to Britney dancing, it's like just the sharpest dance move that there is, you know? Like everyone else is like, oh, I'm doing this. Britney's like, eh, 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 eh. yeah, sure. <laughs> this is one that I just just I was very uncomfortable. I hated how it was composed. I hate the like haze and hose that start, you know, getting yelled out as they're doing the dance moves. I don't know. It, it just I, I just really hated all of it. I'm trying to remember how hot Mike Chang was in this. <laughs> Um, but the entire time they're dancing, did you see they like pan to Artie when everyone got up to dance and Artie was just like, he just yeah. shrugs. <laughs> He's like, I can't feel my feet. Um, and then yeah. we go to the teacher's lounge where Sue. Oh, hold on. You missed the, the worst line in the history of this show. Are you ready? Uh, probably not the worst line, but okay. This song is paroled <laughs> says Will. And I was like, I threw my Apple TV remote. It's in smithereens. Is that better than this one for you, Artie? Artie. (laughs) It's it's a close fucking second. It was bad. Uh, So we go to the teacher's lounge and Sue is witnessing cruel slow motion laughter, but in real life. Yes. And she can actually smell the coffee because it's normally covered up by the stench of fear. And this is where we get another guest star. I forgot. I should have called this out in the fucking summary. I'm so, so sorry, Molly Shannon. I love you. I oh, um, love her. Molly Shannon is guest starring as Brenda Castle, who is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, which, if you're curious, is three hours away from me. Um, and she is... I, she, why is she there again? She's She got fired for like inappropriate relations or something. She can no longer teach in the state of Indiana because she has a drug problem that involved some of her students. There it is. <laughs> Um, and speaking of my, I found this out the other day. My you have favorite, a drug problem that involves. Yeah. Speaking students. of, uh, this is my addiction and, uh, we will have to go get checked into, uh, rehab much like Demi Lovato does. Fuck you. Twice a year. Um, the, <laughs> uh, my favorite middle school teacher who I feel like lots of my humor has come from timing my other love and continued love for survivor. All sorts of shit. Took him to the top 20 dinner. Loved this man. Has been fired for inappropriately emailing students. The fuck? What was he emailing them? Who knows? Is nothing sacred anymore? I mean... That's what's worst about it, right? Is that it's a fucking email. What could he possibly be emailing them? It's probably like, yeah, you're right. The election was not rigged. You know? Who knows? Something are, probably stupid. Are you mad, mad that it. he got fired for inappropriately emailing students or that you were not one of the students? <laughs> <laughs> probably both. I don't know. Um, but I, greatest teacher told stories every day. It's probably the reason I podcast now. I don't know. Also, are you but holding a dongle? <laughs> I am. I am. This is my, this is my, uh, you know, Bill Clinton, like throwing the thumb at people. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, nothing is sacred. 2020. We love it. It continues to get good. Uh, Are you alive? My dad was trying to FaceTime me. Sounds like a butt dial. We know he doesn't love you. And then we're in the hallway and Rachel goes to Artie because she wants the help of the AV club to fix her good reputation. 
for this week's assignment. Um, yeah. And Artie, and Artie gives us one of the best Artie lines, which was, you had me at sex tape. <laughs> yeah. It's like she wants, it's the most Rachel thing ever. You know, she wants a badder reputation because of her position on the list, which is the lowest on the list. She's got a negative score. Yeah. Negative so five. Naturally, right. So naturally she has to Rachel bury it and wants to be at the top of that list. Um, we love a top. She's just jealous, you know? So she's going to be musically promiscuous and that's how uh, she will fix the list. The glist. Kurt is planning to, he's planning to distract from the glist by causing a scandal. Is this true? No, Artie, Tina, Mercedes, and Kurt were all left off the list because they're such, they have such little sex appeal. They didn't even make Uh, the list. Yes. And so a scandal in the library is for some reason the answer to their prayers. And Brittany joined this group because she wasn't even in the top three of the list. And she's made out with everyone in the school. So she should be in the top three. Outrageous. She's number five at the moment. Even Kenny, the janitor, she made out with. Yeah. Which, you know, that's the real reason people should be fired in this world. Okay. Well, she said Kenny, the janitor, and I thought of the janitor from Boy Meets World, a.k.a. you. (laughs) You say a janitor. I think of the TV show, a teacher. (laughs) And it goes, not exactly where you want that to go. Um, Speaking of the last episode is very sad. Huh. We're holding on by a thread over there. Um, Sue is struggling. Chlamydia. Sorry. Sue is struggling. She has had, you know, the self-confidence her entire life and including when she napalmed her hair. (laughs) And now I think that she's finally seeing kind of, she's kind of getting what she gets or getting what she gives. Um, but she has this moment where she is being the real, real, because she's with her sister. Jean's back. Uh, and she is apologizing to Jean because she didn't protect her more. She was like, I didn't realize how cruel people were. And I was like, mm. but Jean reminds Sue that there's always somebody who has it worse than you. <laughs> and so she instantly thinks charity. And so she instantly, instantly thinks Emma. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest charity case around. Sue offers to be Emma's new therapist. Yes. Because the current therapist in the district had just committed suicide. (laughs) (laughs) I think the best part is when like Sue's like telling her that she's going to be her therapist. She's like, Ella, you're crippled by mental illness. (laughs) Um, And she tells Emma all of Will's own promiscuous deeds. His love making with the girls from Wicked. Yes. Uh, um, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, his, uh, what was the other person he did stuff with? It was Shelby and April Rhodes, oh, a.k.a. the girls slumber, from Wicked. <laughs> yes, his slumber parties with April Rhodes. Yeah, that's what she says. Um, and yeah, I you know, this is not what Emma wants to hear or knew about or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah. and rah, another rah. side note about the girls from Wicked. Dolly Parton announced today that she's working on a musical about her life. To be kind of like the share musical, I guess, or, you know, Carol King musical, all those ones. And she has shoulder tapped Kristen Chenoweth to play her. Sounds like the last thing I'll watch. It sounds like the gayest thing in the world. And I'm so excited. God. <laughs> um, but to put her foot down, Emma needs to tell Will in a public setting 
how she feels right now. Then we get Rachel and Puck round two. Uh-huh. And I was ready to watch the nasty, you know? Puck- I was down Puckleberry. to watch them. Yes, Puckleberry. Um, they're having some reputation conversations. Puck's trying to get in her pants some more. His move that he makes is uh, Jesse will never understand what it means to be a Jew. <laughs> what a move. Um, but Rachel somehow declines and really just wants to work on the, uh, you know, the project. Which she tells us is the song Run, Joey, Run. And, um, yeah, pretty much she's never, you know, Jesse's a Gentile. Jews, sure. and, Jews and Gentiles don't mix, you know? <laughs> even though this podcast <laughs> is a Jew and a Gentile. I, I don't even know what a Gentile is. A non, a Gentile? It's a non-Jewish person. Perfect. I'm a Gentile. A Gentile sociopath. <laughs> and yes. we are going to verse stop. Wiki, 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 wiki. Are you trying to say, speaking of Gentile, here's a gentle break for your ears. <laughs> and this week I decided, um, I think we'll link something else down below. We'll link the official version and um, this one that I've been playing on constant. But it is the song, She Used to Be Mine, from the musical Waitress. Okay. Um, the musical Waitress is created by Sarah Burillis. Did you know that? I didn't know that, yes. Okay, but what's really getting me into this is there's this like little kid who sang this and they brought them on the stage for waitress and had them perform it with them. And this one like has me like crying every time. Am I able to screen share via Skype? I want to say no. All right. Well then I'll send you the link and then we'll listen to a little bit of it. (laughs) But here is, she used to be mine from the musical waitress by Sarah Burles. And what are you saying over there? Are you drunk? Are you slurring words? Sarah Burles. Yeah, you said, give it a second take. It sounded weird. So here is, she used to be mine from the musical Waitress by Sarah Borellis. Borellis. Not I. Borellis? Who the hell's that? It is I. It's B-A-R-E-I. Borellis. I before E except after C. <laughs> so here is, she used to be mine by Sarah Borellis. <laughs> <laughs> That's Perfect. Or also look down in post. Also look down in the you won't do anything. (laughs) 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 Or look down in the episode notes for this cover by Adrian. Yeah. Enjoy. Then she'll get stuck and be scared of the life that's inside her. Growing stronger each day. Also, did you know that Al? You know that Al Roker was in Waitress. He made his Broadway de- debut in Waitress. I I hate that. My critique is this: it's hard for me to love a ten-year-old's performance only because they're usually singing about things that are way beyond their depth, and that they don't have any like full-on experience with. Right, but I don't know how. But I think somehow this like kid. 
tapped into some emotion that they never knew. Cause like, there's no way that you sing like that without yeah, some okay, sort of emotion other, behind it. Here's my other side of this is that, and this happens a lot, but I think that not every pedestal 10 year old that does these amazing things is actually singing. Well, I just get because that. you can hit a note because you're 10 doesn't mean you're actually hitting a note. It just means that is the only note that you can hit because you are 10. And at the end of the day, it comes off a little shouty. All you're doing is yelling a note, which is not really singing. So I, I, I can see how it's a crowd pleasing moment. You can hear when everyone in the room who knows nothing about performance, right? Freaks out and has a goosey moment. But I don't know if it's necessarily goosey worthwhile. I'm cutting all of that because your opinion is not valid. (laughs) That's I I get in some instances. Yes, there is like this. Oh, my God, they're so young. I can't believe they did that sort of thing. But like in this instance, that kid sounds just as good as Sarah Bareilles Bareilles does. (laughs) I just think there's no control. It's just, she's just shouting things. I don't know. I just don't think anyone who's 10 has a range. That's what I will say. They definitely, that, that kid definitely has a range. We come back and we're outside of the teacher's lounge where Sue is about to coach Emma in and they run in to the lovely Miss Castle again. <laughs> and Sue goes, can it Castle or I'll kick you square in the taco. <laughs> I like that Sue finally has somebody who is you know, uh, just as like unafraid of her mm-hmm. as she is of everybody else. She, she deserves a little bit of a, uh, you know, tit for tit as they say. And Emma then marches right up to Will while he's consoling a teacher. And she's like, sorry to interrupt your heavy petting session with Miss Carlisle. Uh, Cause he's, you know, he's hitting on her. <laughs> he's hitting on the old lady. Will is unhinged. And we find out that Miss Carlisle's husband just passed away. <laughs> Typical Will. Right there at the right moment, just in case. And so Emma calls him out on all of his shit, and he doesn't deny any of his shenanigans. And then she says this, which annoyed me. Did you know I was seeing a therapist to get over my OCD for you? And it's like, yeah, no shit. He's the one who fucking got that therapist or, like, told you to do that. Remember? It was awkward when he did it. Yeah, he told her to get one, but, like, I I think it's just her throwing it back in his face, which is like, you told me to do this, and I'm doing it, and you're over here sleeping with April Rhodes. Yeah, but then she slut shames him, which is a little bit rude. Oh, I loved it. Mm. You're a slut. You're a slut. You're a slut. Yeah. Rude. Oh. Rude, Emma. It was good. Just because you're not a slut, and we know you are a dirty slut behind closed doors, but just because you're not yet doesn't mean you get to slut shame. Oh, I think I think he needed to be shamed. All right. Well, sure. I think there's a difference in slut shaming someone who's like, you know, having sex and, you know, taking control of whatever compared to him, who is like, I love you, Emma, 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 and uh, I got you a therapist and blah, blah, blah. And then being like, immediately, let me fuck April Rhodes, even though they didn't have sex, but still. Exactly. That's the point. She's slut shaming him for no reason. She doesn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit showy. Um, so unnecessary, but whatever. B.A. Rob. Then we go to the library. And it's oops all parachute pants. Brittany's outfit is stellar. Artie is still in his wheelchair. <laughs> and Artie goes, I'm getting cold feet. And Brittany goes, can you even feel your feet? <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then the song, of course, is You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. 
which Joe is I not the same as Young Boston MC <laughs> or whatever Young MC, whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. What, uh, I'm just like, what is the goal here? You know, like allegedly this is going to be so scandalous that they're going to climb the list, but the list is like kind of more sexually related. So like their right. dance moves are going to be sexual and the, the librarian's going to go add their names to the list. Like, I, I don't know. There's one person there to see this performance and what's his name? The guy with the glasses is going to tell everybody all this stuff. Right. No fucking way. That and, kid's keeps to himself. And the dancing though was good. I mean, they, they got some sharp was moves. It? Yeah. Ugh. Um, the arm cross move at the end is stupid. No one should ever do it. <laughs> but the librarian lets them know that it was very cute. And she's going to ask her pastor if they can include it in Sunday service. Then we go to Will who is interrogating all of his students. It starts out with a Finn interrogation, um, and he's like, you did it. You're from a broken home. It must have been you, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, would you like me to continue? Then we go to Mercedes. You're an outcast. It had to be you. Then we go to Artie. He's like, honey, I'm just sitting here. I can't reach that high. <laughs> Tina. I'm just she's sitting like, Boy, <laughs> it was punk. Puck. He's like, bro, uh-uh. And then Quinn's like, dude, it was Rachel pinpoint everywhere we go. And then Kurt's like, bro, you got to stop watching law and order. You know? Also, Kurt doesn't look terrible. <laughs> he's, he looks, he, I mean, I would say he looks kind of good in this like peach sweater that he's wearing. Are we all complimenting his outfit or complimenting Chris Colfer? His outfit. Okay. Cause you know, he has very questionable fashion through this entire series. And so I would, I'm going to say this is a non questionable fashion choice. Gotcha. Um, Rachel is nowhere to be found. She's not in the interrogations, which I thought was weird. Well, he's hot for te- she's hot for teacher, you know? They yeah, they got she's their teacher's little pet. whatever. Oh, yeah. she is a teacher, the FX special. She is Simon Spear. He is Marla. <laughs> I like that you only the call him Simon. <laughs> I don't know his name, Nick Robinson. She is Nick Robinson. He is Mara He is Zoe from House of Cards. Um Yeah, Zoe from House of Cards, uh-huh. And in the hallway, um the C-list kids, which is what I called them because they didn't make the list. And so they're, they're the C-list. Um, and wait, if they didn't make the list, would that make them the H-list? You know, G-H. Uh-huh. They called themselves the C-list. Is this, but Is this like a Kathy Griffin joke? No. Her life on the D-list as opposed to the A-list. Right. But like, you know, if the the list is called the glist and they didn't make the glist, oh, no. they would therefore oh, no. be oh, the, no. Oh, no. on the list. Oh, no. I got it. 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 You got it? I got it. Um, Did I tell you I, I made um, I made some mac and cheese in an Instapot earlier today? We were talking about Instapots earlier with the little little dial you turn and then you're... Did I send you that picture? I should have said it then. You're you right. You sent me no pictures. There, I just sent it to you. You even talked to me all it's day. pretty good. Here's the thing. I was bored at work. It's got both a... It's the one that's both an Instapot and it has the air fryer. So you use the Instapot functionality to make the mac and cheese part. And then you add the topping to it and then you do the air fry part. Which makes the top all bubbly and golden and crunchy. I mean, it looks it looks good. It was good, surprisingly. You know, for like a ten minute ordeal. I mean, yeah, for you who doesn't know how to cook anything, I mean, it looks good. Oh my god, that's not true. The <laughs> uh, so C list does not like that they still have squeaky clean reputations, and so they have to do something worse than Rachel's personality. They want to be badasses. That's what I got out of it. Right, they want to be badasses. They didn't do anything. No, I literally wrote down. We want to be badasses, right? Sue, so, uh, we then get our favorite moments of every episode, <laughs> which is a dear journal moment. Yes. Um, and Sue has decided to be nice. 
iconic. Her video has now 3 million views on YouTube. So it is time for her to switch it up. Time to buckle down. But then she receives a phone call. From none other, none other than Sandy. Sandy from Greece. Olivia Newton John. And I re- OJ herself. <laughs> the original OJ. The 80s OJ. The uh I think it's always been ONJ though. I don't think she huh? ever went by OJ. I think she was always ONJ. Yeah, I'm kidding. I don't know. Oh. I wasn't born in the 80s. You weren't? Now, <laughs> haha. Uh here I am, about to turn 30. Um I don't understand. I think that there's some joke that I don't understand or get because I don't know Olivia Newton-John at all, but she's doing this like infomercial spiel. Oh, I read every down, time she has and a now line. This has been IMDB with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. She's like, she Oh, I saw your video of my top whatever hit. And one of the first musical music videos, by the way, I, I don't know. It was just like, so like I, on the nose. And I, I think there's maybe a joke there and I wish I got it, but I didn't get it. I mean, even if you don't get it, because, like, I think there might be one, right? Like, maybe Olivia Newton-John is, like, known for always giving out her credits and her accolades or whatever. Yeah, something. Like, maybe with, like, interviews or something. Who knows? Right, but I just probably like Lady Gaga, where she's like, if you find one person who believes in you, and she probably said that same shit every time she went somewhere. Yeah. Bad publicist, basically, is what she always had. And, um, but I still thought it was funny. That she was like, oh yeah, it was fine. Yeah, the number. One, I just feel like I would have enjoyed it more had I known. Number one movie musical, Grease, <laughs> like all this stuff. Yeah. But ONJ decides that no matter what possessed Sue to post this video, she wants to recreate physical because the first one sucked. Yeah, she botched it. Um. Then we get Will walking down the hall. We get some cute moments from Sue. She calls him hey, a man whore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey slut. Uh. Well, I love that the first thing is man whore, and then at the end of the scene, it's yeah. also, hey, slut. <laughs> yeah. Castle hits on him. Uh, Ken's back, finally. The man uh, who's I more got... gravy than man, per se. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, it's basically just everyone knows he's a slut. Cool. And then in the hallway, Kurt decides, okay, it's time to fess up to posting Sue's video <laughs> so that we can fix him? our reputation. <laughs> and she greets him with, hey, lady face. <laughs> I'm glad you like that because, oh, God, the Kurt insults shall continue. Oh, thank God. Now that Sue has recognized that Kurt is a human, that is something you can look forward to is some more <laughs> Kurt insults. <laughs> is a human, is a gay, <laughs> is a prominent character more so than he was before. Yeah. yeah. And she thanks him for doing it. She's like, thank yep. you for posting this video. And they're like, what the hell? Let's go check these comments to see if maybe the comments became nice. And people are pitying her. And that's why she's, you know, thanking us for it. They search for, you know, the vid. And they find a new vid, an updated vid, which has both Sue and ONJ starring in practically a Bowflex commercial, <laughs> but more so a reinvigorated physical commercial and holy shit, you knew I was here for it. It was good. I was like, I was, I was over here using slang words I don't use. You know, things like we stand and shit that I can't get away with because it was like Vogue 2.0. It was everything I needed. It was things I didn't think would happen again. All the hot it boys. It was Sue back in front of the camera. It was singlets galore, which if you didn't know is what that, they call the, the wrestling uh, unitard of sorts. 
I also but love that great. Sue has like this share auto tune on her. You know, I took you to an intimate restaurant. I took you to an intimate restaurant. Like that whole like it's very share auto tune. You know what I mean? Like it's clearly auto tune, but it's like share. Yeah, it's very auto tune. It's almost unnecessary. Like I didn't really. I, I thought that maybe she probably could hold her own if she, you know, if they let her. Uh, but maybe she can't. Maybe she demanded it. Who's to say? The tracksuits, though. Come yes, on. Yes. Sky blue. Sky blue. Much like AirPods Max. Ew. Sky blue. Um, and then the video ends with them going to fuck all the boys. Right. Olivia Newton-John and Sue Orgy. In case you were wondering what Dalton's uh, ideal fantasy is, it is the moment when they're sending them to the showers, you know, and smacking their asses and saying, I won't come watch here in a second. I swear. I don't know why that's my fantasy. I think that is uh, every person who's ever liked Peen's fantasy. <laughs> gotcha. So not me? Only you. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. Um, and while they're sending them to the showers, we're going to send you to a break. got an alert that my uh, Mac was at 10% battery and I was like, Oh my God, let me jump for the charger. And then I said, Oh, wait a minute. This bad boy's an M one. I bet you it lasts the rest of the episode, even with Skype going. It won't, (laughs) Bet it will. I bet it will. It's kind of insane. Sure. All right. Whatever you think. We'll see. We come back to the quiet room where Will says that, you know what? Nobody fessed up to the glist, you guys. And if you won't say something by the end of the day, Figgins is going to punish you. Uh huh. And Rachel uses this opportunity to call right. everyone stupid <laughs> and present her video. She's like, I know the film should stand for itself, but some of you probably won't get this film because it's very nuanced and it's very culture. You won't get it. You're stupid. I'm not. And this is like the third performance of the episode. Fourth. I want to say. Okay. Uh, I guess if you if you can count some of those other things as performances, then sure. The fourth we performance. We had the first performance, uh, which was Ice Ice Baby. And then we had... Yeah, exactly. Um, Didn't count. Getting jiggy with... Not getting jiggy with it. Uh, can't touch uh, this. And then we uh, had... Didn't count. Uh, physical. Physical. Counted. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had... Now we got Run, Joey, Run by David Geddes. Is that right? Yeah, not David Guetta. <laughs> right, not Geddes. the new, you know, whatever. Right, G-U-E-T-T-A. This is G-E-D-D-A-S. So in choir in high school, this girl, we were talking about like new artists that came out. And I think this was like right when David Guetta started getting big. And she was like, have y'all heard David Goo Guetta's new song? And we were like, God, what? And she was so person. convinced that it was Goo Guetta. <laughs> and you know, that's the same type of person who is like, have you all ever been to the hit chain restaurant Chipotle? Fuck you. And your inability to read, you dyslexic idiot. Cool. Perfect. That's how Sue sees it. Ooh, that's how I'll start ending all my rants when I rage and rant. That's how Sue sees it. That's how Zach sees it because your last name is Childers. Sees it. Childers. (laughs) Okay. Sue Sylvester sees it. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Sure. That's how Zach sees it. Um, Zach with no H or K. Uh, it's very important. Uh, so this is starring Rachel, of course. Yes. Puck, of course. Suddenly Jesse. Okay. And then suddenly Finn. 
hold on. Uh, let me rerun the numbers here. Let me grab my abacus and make sure I'm not confused because I thought this was a Rachel and Puck montage. Right. And then we also have a some secondary appearances by Santana and Brittany and Sandy oh, yeah. Ryerson. <laughs> right. Because he's just around. Right. And doing inappropriate things. He's he's the star of a sequel to uh, a teacher. Uh, San, Santana and Brittany look hot, obviously. Uh-huh. Puck also looks hot when he's laying on the bed and like, you know, I'm like not a pit guy, but like, he's like, you know. <laughs> and uh, what do you call that that attire he's wearing up top? It's a tank top. Gotcha. We're not allowed to, not say, we're not allowed to say wife beater anymore. I've never understood what that was. I didn't understand it years ago when it was not when it was allowed, I don't understand it now. I don't get it. Yeah, it's something um, called an A, an A top or an A frame top. That's like the official when you buy it from Hanes sure. or whatever. But you can just call it a tank top. But I love the hallway scene where she's like trying to push people out of the way, and she's like doing this like full performance in the hallway because it's just so camp. You know, she's like giving out this full yeah. performance, and people are like walking in front of her. <laughs> it felt very O and J. It felt like I was still someone yeah. out of the joke. You know, like there was something I'm supposed to know here, but it maybe has to do with Run Joey Road. Wow. Run Joey Run. Who's to say? But yeah, it was a very Rachel performance, you know? Um, It was like Rachel being Rachel and trying to have a reputation. It probably was that. Yes. And then Rachel's character at the end of Run Joey Run dies and she gets golden wings. (laughs) Just like I was confused by the triple casted performance. So was everybody. Um, one more note that I'll forget if, if I don't say otherwise, um, I hated, hated, hated. And I know this is like a huge thing that that was done way back when I hate kaleidoscopic transitions. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, I think it was fine. Awful, awful. It like, it, it makes me want to throw up. I think it's stupid. I don't know. I have to see 35 of you on the screen as a transition. I hate little shape cutouts that are transitions in music videos. Well, music videos are bad. I think the point of it, n- number one, you're stupid. And number two, I think the point of the kaleidoscopic transitions in this sense is because they want us to think, oh, some kids on iMovie made this. I think it's more of a play on like an 80s music video. I mean, but everything was kind of iMovie-esque, you know? It was like these pre-fab well, like yeah. filters and that sort of thing because it was done by the AV club and they didn't they don't want it to seem professional. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's not good. Also, you haven't commented on my earrings yet. Oh, my God. Get your gingerbread earrings out of my face. Out of my camera. Out of my FaceTime. Um, and Jesse points out to Rachel that he didn't realize that her reputation was more important to her than her relationships. Yeah. Poor is Jesse. Uh, Sue and Jean get back together. Oh, love them. Thank God. Um, turns out Jean, or sorry, turns out Sue is a top 700 recording artist now. <laughs> I was like, finally, so you released a song. Accolades. <laughs> like yes, top 700. <laughs> like, um, get it girl. And Jean says that the video was fabulous. She loved it. She loved seeing her sister on the screen. And Sue's going to, you know, donate her profits to the nursing home. Well, first of all, O&J fucked her out of some money. Imagine that. But she's going to give most of the money to uh, the nursing home. Is that what that is? Yeah, I call it a nursing home. I mean, it's a it's a care center. Um, I mean, something I heard that I don't know if it's true or not is that if you cover a song, you and you release the song, you can't make any money off of that song. All the proceeds have to go to the original artist. Sure. Which I don't know if it's like 100% true. Cause I think about like, are you saying that Whitney made no money off of, and I will always love you. Like Dolly made every coin that Whitney made. I don't, I don't, that doesn't like quite comprehend to me. Yeah. That sounds stupid. That sounds like some idiot who read a page of a law book and said, well, this must be 
Bible at this point. Because I'm assuming that like you pay a certain percentage, but I think in that sense, it's like, oh, so you didn't get much money for physical because you probably only got paid for the video and not for the actual like song part, you know, distribution, song distribution. Yeah. Oh, and Jean says, well, I'm the smart one. <laughs> and Sue's like, and you got the looks too. Yeah, very cute. I love their little sister. Uh, Will bonding. and Emma, <laughs> Will and Emma then, you know, are having a little moment. Um, naturally, Will realized he fucked up. Tries and Emma's being good. Flowers. Emma's being good. She's not giving in. So he's being a fuck boy and she's being a no thank you girl. Good for her. Yeah. Will leaves the, Will leaves Emma's office after being rejected. And he sees Quinn getting like pushed around in the hallway. And this makes him realize she did the glist. Because she lost her rep. Mm-hmm. And she had to go to the bottom to attempt to get back to the top. I've got some sirens on my side. Are you in D.C.? Am I in D.C.? <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Quinn says that she misses having people part like the Red Sea for her. Like she just misses all of this like status she had when she was a Cheerio and it's all gone now. And Will, I think, is like actually like a teacher here, which is like really kind of sweet. He's like, sure, you won't just get it back one day. You will do better than that because you're Quinn Fabray. Rah, rah. Figgins comes in at some point and he's like, yeah, who knows? Nothing to see here. Forget about your stakes on this episode. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know who it was who did the glist. Who cares? And for some reason, Figgins is like, yeah, you're right. I was stupid. I have nothing better to do but to tell you what to do. And then we go to see Jesse confront Rachel in the hallway where she lets him. She, he lets her know he did some background on her. He knows that, you know, she has a strange affinity for sweaters with animals on them. Um, and he says the, uh, the thing that I thought Rachel would at some point tell him, but he has told her, um, I should have been enough for you, mm. which it was like, huh? Interesting. Maybe Jesse doesn't suck as much as I thought he did, but maybe he's also breaking up with her in order to make her sad and ruin the glee club. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would just was like, sure. Okay. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, he's upset. He's obviously hurt because he used her for his for her own reputation. Um, and she was like, well, you're doing just what I thought you would. You're breaking my heart. And he goes, well, that's the thing about reputations. I'm known as a heartbreaker, but you broke mine first. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't cry, but still, you know. Yeah, I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> she wants to be popular. Whatever. Um, then we get the final performance of this episode. Which is? I was... I, I thought that I had found the the one. I had found the moment that I cared about this episode with the Sue and ONJ video. But it turns out that there was a better one waiting for me. <gasps> I'm surprised. I thought I if I could have predicted it, ONJ and Sue would have been your thing. It was. It it was written in stone. I was I was having the marble slab flown in from you Egypt. You were already closing your suddenly, laptop. You'd finished the episode. <laughs> yes, I just said enough enough of that. You know. Uh, and I'm just going to wing it, but no, this was, this was good. This was total eclipse of the heart by Bonnie Tyler. And I would not have ever known the name Bonnie Tyler until looking it up for this episode. But you knew the song. Oh, for yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so this was oops, all one hit wonders. Right. And it's the same boys start out, right? Like Puck gets a little bit, Finn gets a little bit, Jesse gets a little bit while Rachel's doing the main vocals. And then Jesse yeah. just comes in swinging and it is yeah. Good. It's good. It's good. Um, I love the choreography here with the uh, the ballet crossover. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was uh, damn good. 
So I enjoyed it a lot. And I think, uh, Rachel, this was well within her wheelhouse. And I, you know, it was good. I also think it was a good way to end the show with like everyone leaving Rachel alone in the room and then the lights turn off. Like I was like, that. Yes. that's a good close. AKA what I was advocating for last episode, using the music as a plot device. That is what this show does well. And when it's there for the sake of being there, it doesn't do anything well and it ruins the show. So we're not doing this argument writers again. of this episode <laughs> who actually listened to my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, whatever that's called my critique, because that's why this moment's so good because it's you, it's looping in what is happening and feeling it out through the music. And that's what needs to happen for me to give a shit about what's happening on the show. I think we've kind of already answered it, but just for a you know point of record, what is your favorite song of the episode? Total eclipse of the heart by uh, Rachel and boys. Come. <laughs> yep. I, also agree Rachel and boys I think I could I could listen to just Jesse's part for like a long time he just like he sounds real good and I also think I like that they're thinking back to the performance like they're like on screen on screen chemistry it's like very obvious that they've worked together before because there's like real they like work well too yeah yeah well um this episode you i did not even recall what i predicted so hence why i didn't talk about it all this episode because <laughs> i don't remember i will give you half a point or my predictions remind me to remind them uh rachel and jesse are going to get caught doing something by someone you were thinking like some sort of public sex act i think <laughs> uh, i was hoping and then to. you said we got zero emma this episode and emma and will will take another step in their relationship which i will give you half a point for because they took a step backwards <laughs> i would say or out of the relationship okay. so i'll give you half a point for it and then you said that we will get a solo performance from Quinn, which we did not get. God damn it, man. Does she not sing anymore? What the fuck is happening? I, here? I think that there's Ugh. there just hasn't been time. She's pregnant. There's no, there's lots of there's she needs more support of her diaphragm. You know, there's, yeah, there's that a, or her contract wasn't padded quite as nicely as Rachel's was. Um, so the next episode, uh-huh. maybe you're going back up again. You had zero last episode. Point <laughs> five this episode. Maybe next episode you'll get point yeah. seven five. You know? Yeah, maybe. Um, the Who's next episode is titled Laryngitis. Cool. Uh, well, I just had a prediction, I feel like, and I have forgotten it already. Like, I was talking about one on the show. Is it going to be Quinn's solo performance? <laughs> no, I was just, I was literally just saying, I was like, maybe this is, oh, that Jesse was breaking up with her in order to hurt the Glee Club. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's safe anymore because he seemed pretty sincere. It wasn't like he was doing it snitchy, you know? So uh, let's go with laryngitis. Number one, the only person who could possibly get laryngitis that would matter would be Rachel. So it's got to be Rachel has a case of acute laryngitis and therefore it's causing some havoc on a song that she's the soloist of. What are you laughing at? Am I wrong about this? What the fuck? No, I just remember in this episode who gets laryngitis and how we find out they have laryngitis is just so hilarious. So oh my God. I'm just looking forward to that. Better be fucking Rachel. <laughs> I, well, maybe I should be, maybe I should be voting for someone who's too sucking the D and maybe that's the person who gets laryngitis. 
Um, Stick number with your one. whatever. Yeah. Number two is that turn around, bride. <laughs> I, really want, I really want to say the Quinn thing again. <laughs> it's bullshit. I don't understand. Uh, do, you want me to, two, do you want me just to look? Because I don't remember. <laughs> no, no, no. Number two is that since Emma is holding her ground against Will, she then has to prove something else because of that. And as such, we'll be dating somebody new just to rub it in Will's face. And three, Kurt has a focal vocal performance because he, I don't know, needs a moment. You know, <laughs> it's his time to shine. It's his time to be on stage. Well, I'm very excited for next week's episode. We will have a great time watching it and a great time recapping it with all of you. Uh huh. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and um, follow us on social media. It's all at Wamog. Five stars, bitches. Give us five stars or we will kill you. Yes, that's what we'll do. Or we'll just send Leah Michelle at you and she'll shit in your wig. You decide. Yeah. I don't know if Zach gets uh-huh. that joke, but. Um, <laughs> nope. I we don't will. Uh Oh, there was a whole thing that a guest star on Glee says that Leah Michelle threatened to shit in her wig. And that's what started the whole we hate Leah Michelle movement. Perfect. Uh, and we will see you next time. Right. Well, you no longer missed it because we just told you. And that's what you missed on Glee. Oh, no.